Forget going from site to site to get all of your barbecue and grilling supplies and make your first and final stop at fredsmusicandbarbecue.com. In the market for a new barbecue pit, we have all the big name brands like the Green Egg and more. As a matter of fact, Fred's is staffed by eggheads and carries all the parts and accessories for the big green egg. More of a pellet head, you say? Fred's is the pellet grill superstore with grills in stock from Traeger, Green Mountain, and country smokers from Louisiana Grills. Fred's also carries smokers from Cook Shack, Bradley, and Weber, as well as a full line of charcoal grills. And once you're outfitted with your new smoker or grill, you'll find absolutely everything you need to make your barbecue or grilling experience a success. Fred is also the creator and distributor of Tasty Licks barbecue products, including their great line of rubs, spices, and sauces. you got to try them. And you can also get your hands on a full lineup of marinades, accessories, lump charcoal, wood chips, pellets, chunks, and even the great grilling tools from Stephen Reichlin of Barbecue U-Fame. Check out Fred on the web at fredsmusicandbarbecue.com or check out their fully stocked showroom in beautiful Shillington, PA. Introducing Cosmos Q. Cosmos Q injections and marinades use only the finest ingredients, and they mix easily, never clotting or caking. From our beef injection to our pork injection, you're guaranteed to wow your friends, family, and judges. And don't forget to check out our Cosmos Chicken Soak for that moist and tender chicken you're gonna love. And don't forget about Cosmos' new pork soak and rubs. <laughs> <clears throat> you can find us at CosmosQ.com. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. 14 past the hour, right on the dot, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. This portion brought to you by the good folks over at the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic for temperature control devices, not to mention a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier, like the Onyx Oven, the Holy Smokes, Meat Mats, all that good stuff. You can find them online, thebbqguru.com. You can also call them toll-free from RBR, 800-288-GURU, 800-288-GURU. It's the great folks and longtime sponsors of the show, the Barbecue Guru. Patronize the sponsors if you want to do something good for the show, for crying out loud. People always ask me, what you visit the sponsors, buy stuff from them. They love it. All right. Get my stuff ready here. Don't forget, coming up here next segment, we're going to be joined by Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl, and then coming up after dark, Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins Barbecue Team, currently sitting in second place for the KCBS. Uh, but now joining me to talk a little Best in Smoke barbecue TV show is the Pitmaster of IQ competition team. And, of course, I mentioned in the open, happened to be the winner of the 2009 Jack Daniels World Championship barbecue competition. It's friend of the show, and he's joining me right now. It's Chris Hart from IQ. Chris, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. How's it going? I'm doing absolutely well, and I appreciate you taking time out for the show tonight, Chris. Uh, you know, before we get into the show, how about a little status update on Team IQ? What have you done so far in 2011, and what kind of events do you have planned for this year? All the good stuff. We haven't done much of anything yet. Um, I'm getting a little bit of uh, feedback in the on my on the call here. Let me uh, let me dump you, and I'll, I'll try and call you right back. Thanks. All right. Wow, look at that. Uh-oh. Little feedback. Got to muscle through that, Chris. Got to muscle through. Fingers crossed. Second try. How about that? Is that any better? Sounds sounds good. All right, let's go at it. We haven't done much of anything yet. We've done a few contests. We uh, cooked this really nice contest in Lexington, Mass. Uh, 
couple weeks ago, Patriots Day weekend. Uh, we did pretty well in, in uh, three of the four categories. The fourth category was uh, pork, and we, we decided to send it in without any garnish because we thought it looked nice, and uh, the judges didn't agree and kind of ended our day. Is that a KCBS event? It was a KCBS event, yeah. And right. We were just kind of, you know, uh, trying a few new things, and we put the pork box together without any garnish, and my whole team was, you know, doing cartwheels, and uh, and the judges didn't agree. Now, I have to ask you, and we could probably spend the rest of the segment talking about this, uh, I have been a long proponent of the fact that, in some form or fashion, KCBS needs to either make garnish mandatory or take it out altogether and not leave it as optional. Because, as you well know, you've been doing this for a number of years now, Chris, that yeah. 99.999% of boxes are garnished, and those that choose to not garnish typically are, are going to get biased by the judges because that's what the judges, uh, well, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. Typically, judges are looking for that portion of the presentation as garnish in the box. So handing it in, did you think that it was also kind of a, a grenade of sorts? Uh, we thought there was some risk, but we, we did a pretty unique presentation. There was, there was, like, a lot of meat in it, a lot of slices. It looks – I thought it looked really good. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I had a couple too many Bloody Marys that morning or something, but uh, <laughs> my judgment was impaired. But we went for it, and, and it didn't work out. All right. Well, it happens, Chris. And believe me, much respect on my end for you guys actually turning that into the KCBS event. I'm sorry it didn't turn out the way you want it to. Uh, Chris yeah, Hart, should have known better. Uh, Pitmaster of IQ nonetheless. IQBarbecue.com is their website in case you want to check them out. Uh, look, Chris, you know barbecue has become more and more popular every year, especially probably over the last few years, it seems. Barbecue shows making it on the television, getting into major cable and now broadcast channels. Do you think we're seeing the peak of barbecue right now, or is this still in the infantile stage in your estimation? Um, I don't know if it's an infantile. We're definitely uh, getting to the peak. I don't think we've quite, quite reached it yet. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see big money events. Uh, TV, you know, the TV show thing. I think you know the jury's maybe a little bit out on that. There's, uh, you know, there's been a bunch of them, and uh, we'll, this new one coming out on Food Network will. Uh, We'll see what the public thinks, but uh, I don't think we've reached the peak by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly on the, the big dollar uh, uh, contest, I think we're going to continue to see a lot of those. So you were picked to be part of this show, Best in Smoke, that will be airing on uh, this Sunday, I believe, Food Network, as you just said. And tell us about the concept of the show and how it might unfold over the next few weeks. Yeah, so uh, we got uh, invited to uh, go cook the show. It's basically... Uh, six pit masters that got selected, uh, and you got to bring along one assistant. Uh, we filmed it back in August, so it's been a long run of kind of keeping this under our uh, on the hush hush. But uh, we filmed it in, in August in uh, Liberty State Park, right across, uh, right over on the Jersey border. With the you know the backdrop behind us was uh, the Statue of Liberty and the Manhattan skyline, and. Uh, the whole thing was filmed there over about a week period, and it's four. The the show is four hour long uh, episodes uh, that start the premieres this uh, this Sunday. So it is is it like a an event challenge type thing with teams getting eliminated, or is it more of a follow as you go like Barbecue Pitmaster season one? What kind of a, a format is it going to be? It's uh, it's fairly similar. It's kind of like uh, Top Chef meets barbecue. So there is somebody eliminated each week. Uh, there is challenges. Um, there is uh, the quote-unquote professional judge, 
and then there is uh, various elements that introduce um, uh, kind of a group of like a people's choice kind of scenario as well. Who, who created the show? Who's the brains behind this deal? Uh, High Noon uh, Productions, who does a lot of the uh, who does a lot of the uh, productions of various shows on the Food Network, uh, did, did the show, did all the production of the show. And who are some of the other teams or some of the other people that might be on barbecue teams that we would know taking part in this whole deal? And did anybody that you saw once you were all gathered around to start this whole deal, anybody intimidate you or were you pretty much ready to rock against anybody? You know, I kind of went out there thinking that uh, I was ready to see some um, some KCBS teams. You know, I was ready to, I had, you know, going to the, uh, going to the set, uh, showing up on the set, I was obviously, that was what I was really interested in is who, who else did they pick for this thing? Because I had no idea. I was completely in the dark. And um, I was expecting to see some big KCBS teams. I don't know, like Tell It Envy and QL and some guys like that. And uh, that wasn't really the direction they went. Uh, they went more in a uh, kind of professional restaurant tour direction. Um, you know, Dave Anderson from Famous Days, who I guess it's, it's, he's uh, more like a more like a runs an empire than being a, uh, a restaurateur. Right. Um, he was there. Uh, Chris Lilly, of course, who kind of put on both sides of that fence, obviously world champion, uh, big Bob Gibson's. So that was intimidating for sure. Uh, the guys from the, uh, from the shed, Brad from the shed and his uh, sister Brooke were there. Um, who else do we have? Uh, Matt Lang, a uh, guy from New York who uh, was a pit master at Fet Sal in uh, New York City. He was there. And uh, Sarah Horowitz, who uh, was on uh, Hell's Kitchen. I think she was in the first season of one of uh, John Marcus's shows, the one yeah. that was out in the show, maybe. She how how does she show. make it into any barbecue show? I mean, she's got no barbecue chops whatsoever. Outrageous. Well, you'll have to wait and see how she does. <laughs> I can tell you how, how well she does. I think I could cook better than. Nevertheless, all right. So uh, now I know for some of the barbecue purists out there listening, and yeah. others have weighed in on this kind of show because people have posted kind of what they have heard or what they have read online about the format of the show. And there already yeah. have been some people kind of weighing in on the negative, saying that this show isn't really going to showcase barbecue as we know it. It's going to be more of a, a season two of Barbecue Pitmasters. What's your take on it? Should people still see it first, or are they right with their uh, pre-judgments? What do you think? Um, <clears throat> they need to see it first. Um, it's certainly not um, a KCBS contest. You know, it's made for TV. Uh, they're looking for some. Uh, they're looking for more action than you might see at a KCBS contest where you're cooking briskets for 14 hours. Uh, there's definitely some some quicker cooking going on for sure. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I you know I had my jambo pit there. I cooked on nothing but wood, and uh, I cooked barbecue. So it, it's definitely not a KCBS contest, but there's certainly uh, a strong barbecue element there. So out of all of these. Uh, contests and situations that they put you in. Was there a specific uh, time during your shooting that you had an issue with in specific, or were you pretty much able to handle everything in stride? Uh, no, I, I'm. Uh, I certainly had issues. It was. It was. It was hard. It was really hard. You know, I watch all of the um, all the cooking shows. Every every com- I'm a comp- you know, TV competition cooking addict, 
and uh, it's real easy to, uh, I now realize how easy it is to sit on your couch and uh, criticize some of the people on the show and, you know, <laughs> criticize their dumb, dumbass moves that they make from time to time. Right. Um, it is hard doing this under the pressure, under all the lights and everything going on. You know, you can't just, one, of the, one, one thing that's going on is that you just can't just go in the corner and cook. Right, you gotta, you gotta, you're constantly being interviewed. You know, right in my my cooking area, I had two cameras, two audio guys, a director, a producer, and they're asking you questions every two seconds. And it's like, can you just leave me alone so I could cook? And you can't. You're filming the show, so uh, it was it was challenging, really challenging. And uh, you know, maybe I had some some high points and maybe a few low points. It'll be interesting to see how they edit me. Chris Hart joining us here on the show, pitmaster of the IQ competition cooking team world champs back in 2009 down to Jack Daniels. Chris, who did you take with you as your partner? I brought my, uh, my right-hand guy from the team, uh, John Delfa, who was, uh, who was with me when, uh, when we won the Jack Daniels. Uh, John's won the, uh, the cook's choice uh, category at Jack Daniels twice. Came in second this past year. He's kind of our, uh, our chef's choice ringer on our team, and uh, I brought him along with me. All right, Chris, I'm going to go in a terribly different angle here, and obviously John Great. is a very good choice. Not, not that you could go and back and make any other decision since it was filmed in August, but uh, my man and uh, reality TV show superstar Andy Husbands is part of the IQ team. This guy has been verbally beaten down for weeks by the likes of Gordon Ramsay, Chef Gordon Ramsay on Hell's Kitchen, obviously can perform under the most brutal camera conditions. Why not pick Andy uh, for this go-round? No love for Andy. Uh, I think the I think one of the main reasons is that both Andy and I are alpha dogs, and um, I needed somebody that just just did what I what I tell them to do. I need I needed I needed like a right hand guy that just was, had my back, and uh, John was fine in that role. John certainly could could have done this con done the show on his own, but he was comfortable in the role. When when Andy and I get together, we we butt heads. We we both have our own ways of doing things, and. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's why I went in that direction. I well, can't believe that would happen with Andy, but nonetheless, uh, we're talking with Chris Hart <laughs> from IQ. Uh, obviously, Chris, you can't tell us who won, but you know, compared to some of those other barbecue TV shows that have already been on, and then, of course, we have another one coming up towards the end of the month, uh, Barbecue Challenge, again, that John Marcus-themed uh, show that we're going to be talking to him about in the next couple of weeks. How does Best and yep. Smoke, uh, Smoke stack up to all of the ones that we have seen and potentially ones that we will see here in the next few weeks? Um, this, I'll say one, the stage was incredible. You know, the set was, uh, an amazing place to, uh, to film a show. Um, you know, I haven't seen John's new show. I don't know the details of it. Um, I think it was, I think it's a little, I wasn't a big fan of the last season of, uh, of Pitmasters necessarily. Um, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna stack up to one of the better shows that's been on, to be honest with you. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Where is IQ going to be competing next? Uh, we're, I'm heading down to uh, to Delaware in a couple weeks and cooking a contest down there. And then uh, Memorial Day weekend, we're at one of our favorite favorite contests, uh, the Rock City Rib Fest up in uh, Rochester, New York. And we're uh, we're looking to get our uh, our first win of the season. Which, if we win a qualifying contest, we'll be going back to the Jack Daniels for our 
tenth year in a row. That's right, tenth year in a row. You've won it uh, already, so it would be great to go ahead and uh, win it again. Yeah, 2009 seems like a long time ago, though. I think we gotta we gotta fix that uh, up a little bit. Two years ago, this coming October. So we'll see how yeah. well that goes for you guys. And again, you will see Chris Hart and his uh, partner John this coming Sunday on the Food Network for the Best in Smoke. I believe that airs 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So be on the lookout, Chris. Always appreciate the time. Good luck with the show. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Greg. All right, take care. There he is. Pitmaster of IQ, world champion, Chris Hart from IQ Barbecue. Again, the website, a little tricky on the spelling in case you want to check them out, IQQUE. IQ Barbecue, the way I spell it, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, IQBarbecue.com. Food Network will have best in smoke. Last week's guest, Ken Hess, will be teamed up with Chris Lilly from Big Bob Gibson's, along with the host of other people that he had just mentioned. How does how the hell does Sarah Horowitz get on barbecue television? And I can't even host a freaking show on television. I don't get that. Can somebody please explain the logic how I can't get on the TV yet? And this chick has no, I'm sorry, no barbecue chops whatsoever. I'll kick her ass up and down the street and twice on Sunday in the backyard. And I'll outcook her on television any day of the week. Tough guy talking on the microphone, I know. All right, we're going to step away. We'll come back with Robin Lindars, the grill girl. And don't forget Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins will be the After Dark guest. They are currently ranked second in the KCBN. Thanks again to Chris Hart from IQ. We will be back. Stick around. Listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Barbecue Institute classes are taught by Grand Champion Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins. They cover everything from choosing the meat and the cooker to smoking from start to eating. Thousands of our graduates use the knowledge and techniques we teach them for reliably impressing in the backyard and competitive success. We share with you the insider knowledge to meet by that along with our award-winning sauce and rub recipes will save you the cost of the class many times over. After you take our classes, you'll understand why techniques work and why some advice on the Internet does not. Visit BBQClass.com today. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back to the show. 33 past the hour. Thanks again to Chris Hart for joining me, talking about the Best in Smoke TV show. This portion brought to you by my good buddy, prime retailer to the barbecue stars, Stephen DeFranco. You can find their uh, banner right there on the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage. Click on the Stephen DeFranco banner. you got to out your, outfit yourself with a fine timepiece, both for ladies and gents. Ladies, looking for a Mother's Day gift? You're not going to beat the prices anywhere if you call in and get that barbecue brother or sister discount. Click on the banner on the Barbecue Central Radio Network homepage. Then call that number after you've picked out your watch. You can go ahead and peruse online all you want. It's outstanding. It's a good friend of mine, Stephen DeFranco. He is a barbecue guy first and a prime retailer of fine high-end jewelry and timepieces second. 
not a distant second, mind you, but uh, a close second. So check him out. Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, located in beautiful and historic Willoughby, Ohio. All right, let's race over the phone lines. And uh, we will go ahead and race to pick up our monthly correspondent. You know her as the Grill Girl. Uh, We call her Robin for fun. Robin, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Robin. Thank you for asking. Always appreciate making time for the show every month. And we've got a lot to get to. But first, let me get your thoughts on this, because obviously you have your finger on the pulse of the barbecue and grilling community, Robin. There's going to be a new show starting on Food Network this coming Sunday called Best in Smoke. And there are such noticeables, uh, not only noticeables, but notables, as Chris Hart, my previous guest from last segment from IQ. He's a world champion barbecuer. You have the likes of Chris Lilly and Ken Hess. Uh, You know Ken, obviously, from the Kingsford University thing that I wasn't invited to. And a number of other really accomplished barbecue people. And then you have the Sarah Horowitz. Do you even know her? No, I have no idea who that is. You ever heard of her name before? No. How does she get on a television show? I don't get it. We Why aren't we on a television show? Were you, I'm assuming you were talking about this earlier, and usually I try to tune in before I go on, but tonight <laughs> I have, we're making really late dinner because I'm running late today, but I've never heard of her before, ever. Yeah, I can't believe it. It never ceases to amaze me what TV production houses really press people that they think are primed for television. Who knows? Anyway, uh, I digress. Let me ask you a quick question right off the bat, Robin. Do you have any – I have to tell you on that note. All right. Go ahead. They actually reached out to me a while ago, and I didn't even – I don't even know if I realized – yeah, I think I knew at the time it was on Food Network, and they asked me to try out. But I, I didn't because, you know, low and slow is not really my thing. I'm grill girl, not low and slow girl. And that was really <laughs> what it was all about. So right. it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. So you, you were actually invited to be on this particular show that will start airing on Sunday. If it's the same one, that I'll have to dig through my emails. But I think it is because wow. um, it was a barbecue competition. It was kind of like a reality barbecue competition show. And it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. But, well, you know, honestly, Greg, um, this industry is so dominated by kind of, you know, it's very male specific and not that there are not really awesome girls out there who can kick some serious ass in the barbecue world, but they don't always get found by these people for, you know, they just don't get found by people, period. (laughs) Yeah. Enough said. Robin Lindar is joining us here. You can find her online, by the way, grillgirl.com. Spelled with three R's there in the middle of girl, G-R-R-R-L.com. And you can follow her on Twitter at Grill Girl. Of course, that's weird because it's only two R's in the middle of that one. But nevertheless, uh, follow her as you will. Uh, so it sounds like you've had quite a, a busy last month since we've chatted. You were on this big barbecue blogger eating extravaganza. Tell us about that. It's been busy. I've been joking that I needed to buy a girdle for my trip out to San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's just busy anyway because it's grilling season. Um, But, yeah, it was so cool. I went out there for work for my my real job that pays the bills. Uh, (laughs) You know, maybe one day Grill Girl will. But um, And I got a chance to meet up with Larry Guyon. And you guys all know Larry from the Barbecue Grill. And also um, uh, Bob Fukushima. From Smoke and Brew, which if you guys are on Barbecue Brethren, you know these guys, which is the the one place I need to be on. It's just one more social network I just haven't made time for, but I need I know I need to be on. Huge. Um and also um Rob Bergstrom. And so we all met up 
at Fat Matt's Barbecue and just had like a foodie dork out session um, and eating extravaganza. And, uh, and I've never had barbecue on the West Coast because since, I mean, I've always been into barbecue. I'm from North Carolina, which, you know, I grew up in North Carolina. That's like enough said. But, um, you know, since I've ever made trips out to the West Coast, I was never like in my brain, oh, I need to get barbecue because I just naively, before I really got into, you know, into the whole blogging thing, thought that barbecue was kind of a Southern thing. But um, I had some really awesome ribs and smoked uh, meatloaf and brisket and we had moink balls and pork belly and uh, candied bacon and pecan pie with bacon and peach cobbler and it was just uh wow (laughs) so (laughs) quite a food uh caloric intake experience oh my god i was like in a food coma when we left and um it was just followed by large amounts of eating the whole time i was in california (laughs) because visiting all my friends they know i'm into food so it was all everything we did was centered around food and then we went to this thing called Off the Grid, which was like where all these food trucks meet up. And it was just so cool because especially on the West Coast, there's such more than I'm used to, at least an Asian influence. So I was eating like pulled pork tacos that were like not the taco shell was nori roll paper and um, massive dumplings and Filipino food, which was like a whole fish that was like grilled with an egg cracked up on top of rice. I nice. mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like a world-class experience. Robin Lindar is joining us. You know, Robin, Larry has been credited, whether it be through self-crediting or through like Guinness, of being the creator of the Moink Ball. So uh, getting to meet up with probably what is, at least in his own mind, a living legend uh, from creating this. How would you say the texture of Larry's balls are? <laughs> you just love to frame me to be pervy, which is totally fine because you know what? I'm girl, girl. I'm like one of the guys all the time anyway. Right. So. I, that, that, I didn't mean it to come out like that, but. So, you know, I'm a sailing chick too. Like my, it's like me and a bunch of pervy guys on the boat all the time. I'm totally used to this, but um, I'm not sure how you want me to answer or how you're expecting me to answer this question, but Larry is awesome. And I've never, I've never had his moink balls that he made specifically, but the ones at Fat Matt's barbecue had some, kind of rub that was a little bit different. I think maybe even some kind of teriyaki rub, again, on that whole Asian note, right. you know, on the West Coast. But um, he's just a super nice guy, and all those guys are just full of lots of great information. Like um, Rob Bergstrom, he's not a – he's a blogger, but that's not like his, you know, his his shtick. Like he is um, just super talented. Like if you look at his blog, which is um, Into the Flames, he does some really creative stuff. And um, high on the Asian influence, and he's like, I want to say half Chinese, half German or something. Like, he's wow. just got some really cool, unique um, fusion going on with the things on his blog. And, and that's kind of how I know these guys is we do the four-ingredient challenge right. once a month. So we, you know, it's like chopped for barbecue bloggers. We come up with all these random ingredients and try to make a dish out of it. And so um, Rob's are usually pretty spectacular. 
Now, one of the other things, of course, May is synonymous with it. You, you called it a grilling season. A lot of people have no idea what that is in the true subculture of barbecue and grilling. But the other thing that comes you to mind, to me, well, of course, uh, but one of the things that comes to mind is uh, May, Memphis in May. And that's really one of the biggest barbecue competitions during the course of a calendar year. And from what I understand, you're going to be competing with the two sauce to pork team. Correct. I met... Um Neil Gallagher through my blog last year because, um, as you know, my dad loves barbecue too. And it was kind of like our thing that we wanted to have like a father daughter bonding, go to Memphis and May together. Can I, can I do this and real just, quick, Robin? Hold on one second. I want to give special mention to Eddie Medley. Eddie, what's up, buddy? All right. Sorry to interrupt. I want to give pops a shout. <laughs> my dad's getting very popular in the barbecue. World. He is. He's, he's, he's a rising star. He is, he's a super good networker and he just started a catering company and he seems to do his best networking at the bar. So he's going to be very successful. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we met up, so I met Neil Gallagher through my blog and I was just saying, I just did a little write up about, because you know, my, my blog is like a way for me to learn more about the barbecue world. Like I don't really, I've learned a ton about barbecue, but it's not like, I'm classically trained and, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a great way for me to also take a journalistic stance on a lot of things and, and treat it like a research project, you know? And, um, cause I actually do have a journalism degree from way back when, when I was in college. So I, I, you know, so that's how I kind of, um, approach things. So anyway, we met Neil or I met Neil through my blog and he was like, by the way, just so you know, you really have, you really can't just visit and go to Memphis in May. Like, you, like just being someone who wants to come and see what it's like, you won't have any kind of experience because unless you're on a team, there's really nothing for you to see except for like that caravan thing they do where you have to basically like buy a ticket and um, maybe you do. So it's just kind of very different. And he was like, you know, we we accept new team members and we met that way. Um, and then so we got invited on the team and their team is very cool and very different in that they – they're not, it's not like a, um, it's not like, oh, you've had to know the people on your team since you were like five and you live next door to each other, right. you know, um, like there's, it's very cool because it's really diverse because there's guys from all over that they've met somehow and they all really love barbecue and they've joined the team. So I've met guys who have joined the team from, you know, Wisconsin and, um, Texas and the team itself is Memphis and Buffalo based because Neil moved to Buffalo um, but, you know, originally all Memphis based. So it's just got a very cool, very open vibe. And um, with a name like Two Sauce to Pork, I mean, that just <laughs> says it all. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sounds like it's going to be a great time. And, you know, barring uh, the rain and the flooding that's been going on there, I've heard they're actually moving locations to make sure that they're going to be able to have it in a nice, safe area for everybody to kind of uh, peruse the event. It's always one of the most anticipated and highly coveted uh events to win during the course of the year, regardless of sanctioning body. And Memphis May definitely one of the ones to do out there. Of course, you also have these uh, grilling girl clinics, and one of these is uh, coming up in June, right? Yep, I'm doing my first. It's it's a big deal. I mean, for me, you know, in my, in my little world, it's a big deal because it's my first clinic I'm doing outside of South Florida. Um, I met George Ewart from Dead End Barbecue through my buddy Chris Grove. I kind of have this like extended family of my barbecue peeps, you know, if you will. And um, he puts on a, um, a summer grilling series and uh, he actually uh, had heard about me through Chris and he wanted to do something catered to women. And there's been a lot of, uh, 
excitement about it. So I'm doing one June 18th, women only guys, sorry, you can't come, but you're, you know, um, and it's really just all about kind of what my shtick is, you know, getting women to not be intimidated about grilling and, and really feeling, um, confident to know how to start a grill and do some fun dishes that you can take home and, and make for your family. Do you have any, and I'm getting a lot of uh, questions on the instant chat, but do you have any uh, drink suggestions for us this week? Ha ha ha. Of course, the rip job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know if people are just looking for something to make during the course of the weekend because it is Kentucky Derby week uh, and that'll be going off Saturday. So to know like if you had like a special twist on a mint julep or something, you know, crazy to, to kind of uh, enjoy the party a little bit more on Saturday. Well, you know, I had this really awesome drink drink in San Francisco, and it's probably why I had the worst plane ride ever because I was so hungover the next day. <laughs> uh, which we all know how much is, is so much fun when you're flying with the like, you know, with a terrible hangover. But it was these; I, they were very much like a. Um, it wasn't a mint julep, but there was mint and cucumber and vodka, and I thought about Ooh. like how cool would it be to grill the cucumbers and get a little smokiness going on. I mean, very much the same way you can, like, even Chris Lilly did with Kingsford, the grilled pickles. Right. Um, but, yeah, and I was thinking uh, for Mother's Day, grilled mimosas. I mean, that's not hard. Grill some oranges and some grapefruit and toss it with some champagne. There you go. You're all about so, the grilling of the drinks now ever since you got back from Kingsford U, right? That really, like, inspired me, Greg. I mean, that was, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Except, you know what, it is kind of a pain in the butt because you have to squeeze a lot of lemons to get all that juice. Oh, you know I would have I mean? to imagine. You're making, you know, fresh drinks. That's got to be, you know, a bushel at least. You need like a helper when you do that or just, you know, it's just a lot of work. But it's fun. If you have people over, you can put your guests to work, you know, as long as they're into it. Yeah. You know, which I did a mock grilling clinic for, I think I told you about, um, I'm going to have a little small appearance on that show called Foodography which is um, hosted by Mo Roca on uh, the cooking channel, which is like some people love him and some people hate him. And my association with him was when um, – remember that series they had on VH1 that was called I Love the 80s? Oh, yeah. Mo Roca loved that guy. Yeah. So he hosts it. And so these people came and we did like a mob grilling clinic in my backyard and I did the grilled lemonade. And I realized I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I did this on this show because I <laughs> – I mean, I did so much food prep. I had so many lemons in my house because they wanted to, ch they wanted basically me to do three of everything. And of course I made like five dishes. So I was like, it was just crazy, but you'll see that on TV. We did, um, a little, we did grilled lemonade on foodography. So you'll see it and hopefully I don't come off like an airhead on TV. And that's going to be <laughs> in June, right? That's going to be June. Sometime in June, they haven't given me a specific date, but it's their grilling themed episode. And I have to say that luckily, I, you know, from my, my job, I've learned how to search engine optimize myself so that when you Google the real spelling of grill girl, not the funky way I spell it, right. I actually pull up number three. Wow. And the reason I did that was when I went to do my URL, someone had taken that URL. Oh. It's some girl in Canada who does not respond to anything really. Just, <laughs> just another reason to hate Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's America's hat for crying out loud. But you remember that punk band, Greg, called Riot Girl, and they spelled it like G Triple R L. That's kind of I was like, yeah, yeah, punk rock, grilling, yay, you know. And that's kind of where. But anyway, it's a very so, cohesive thought, at least. It's a very cohesive thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Absolutely. All right. We're talking with uh, Robin Medlin, and uh, you can find her at grillgirl.com, G-R-R-R-L.com. Always got some great recipes. Again, she does the four-ingredient challenge. She's all over the place, so you want to keep up with her. And, of course, you can find her again next month. We'll uh, make sure that we build up uh, for the big June premiere of the Cooking Channel show. So when next time you have details, uh, we'll make sure we promote it very heavily uh, for next month. Okay, perfect. And I have an idea for you. All right. Um, so like I said, I was a little late on dinner tonight. We're kind of doing this house renovation. So, um, just everything's, everything's just a little later. So I was literally pulling dinner off the grill at like nine 30. Wow. Um, and I was thinking how cool would it be to do some live grilling on the show? Have you ever done that before? Uh, no, I don't know how much of a potential effect it would lose considering it's like, you know, radio. I don't know. I mean, but I know you can be seen on Ustream. I mean, I don't know. I thought it might be neat. Who knows? There could be potential. Yeah, we might be able to, to hook something up. I'm try- I'm actually trying to work with uh, Kevin Bevington from Outdoor Cooking Channel to actually get this show kind of syndicated video at the same time as well. I mean, who knows? With technology booming as it has over the last couple of years, we could be doing a live grilling segment on the radio with Grill Girl in like Southern Florida and I'm in Cleveland. It would be outrageous. You never know, Greg. I was just thinking like, it would be cool to hear the 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 sizzle the sizzle on the grill from behind. I don't know, but I did. I will tell you on an ending note. Um, I bought one of those salt grilling planks, and I was like dying to use it. So I just made curried shrimp, and I was you know I was a little bit um I, I you know I was a little bit like a speculative like all right is this really gonna give me a salty flavor you know because I'm a big fan of sea salt and it actually does like whatever you cook on it does kind of absorb the salt flavor so if you're thinking of getting one it's they're actually pretty cool and I don't know they might just be a fun party trick when you have people over all right good to, <laughs> good to keep in mind so uh, again we'll visit with Robin Lindars next month always appreciate the time Robin look for you again thanks for having me you got to take care there she is it's the girl girl. Robin Lindars, I think I called her Medlin once. I'm getting down. Usually it's like three or four times, I think, that I do that during the course of the segment. Look, it was Medlin at first. I always remember things first. It's hard to remember things second. People on the chat board really pushing me, trying to get me to go in deep, dark places. Wow, that didn't sound good either. All right, so thanks to Robin Lindars. You can find her on the website grillgirl.com, G-R-R-R-L grillgirl.com grill your drinks the recipe take fruit grill it add some type of clear or brown liquor to it and it will be great she's doing it all the time squeezing lemons and oranges and pomegranate I don't think you can grow pomegranate don't ever do that they're like little they're a pain in the ass to eat alright we're going to step away we'll do the four segment free for all 877-448-0433 is the number to call to get in touch with that. We're going to do sports questions or barbecue questions. You're going to win free stuff. And this could be the last one of its kind as we know it for now. We'll see. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. future of barbecue is already here at thebarbecueguru.com. 
From the amazing guru that monitors and controls the temperatures of any charcoal, wood, or electric vent to the Caldera Tallboy Knockdown Smoker. Yes, it breaks down and stores flat, yet it's still a robust, sturdy, portable cooker and smokehouse. It also serves as an efficient temperature-controlled convection oven using wood or charcoal. The Tallboy is designed to fit all catering pans and can be used as a warming oven. You can cook in any style you choose, like ribs, chicken, jerky, vegetables, smoked cheese, whatever you want. Take it to KCBS Competitions and unload it from the truck of your car. The BarbecueGuru.com is where you'll find the Caldera 3-Bay Caterer. It's stainless steel and uses charcoal or sterno for chafing purposes. And it doubles as a three-bay sink or wash station with hot water and knocks down in seconds with no tools required for transportation and storage. The future of barbecue is here at thebarbecueguru.com. That's www.thebbqguru.com. Or call 1-800-288-GURU. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, four minutes till the top of the hour. I got to apologize to my man uh, Darian over at Cosmos Q. I must have incorrectly mixed down and faded out that last portion of our commercial block because he's been getting gypped off uh, for the last, like, five seconds of his uh, spot there. So I'm going to make that adjustment. Sorry, Darian. Got one of the best products out there, buddy. Don't worry. All right, let's uh, go ahead and play this fourth segment uh, free-for-all. Let me get this right. Oh, for the love of Pete. There we go. All right. We'll race to the hotline and pick up area code 954. Name and where you're calling from. Bill, Hollywood, Florida. Bill, how are you tonight? Uh, pretty good. How you doing, Rick? I'm outstanding, Bill. You're in Hollywood, Florida. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, so you're obviously doing better than me. But nevertheless, uh, we have a game that we call the four-segment free-for-all. You're going to answer either sports questions or barbecue questions. You have three seconds to answer each individual question, culminating in a free prize, which tonight is the Draper's Rub and Sauce Prize Pack. Do you want to give it a try? Sure. All right, Bill. Uh, first question. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want uh, sports or barbecue questions, Bill? Uh, barbecue. All right, barbecue questions it is, Bill. Uh, during the second segment of the show, I was interviewing Chris Hart from IQ. In 2009, they took grand champion at what event that is widely considered to be the event to win during the course of the competition season? Uh, the Jack. Jack That's right. Jack Daniels competition is absolutely right. Uh, question number two, Bill. In the course of uh, prepping your poultry, if you were to take the backbone out of a chicken or a turkey, there is a semi-sexual term for that. Can you tell me what it's called? I believe that would be spatchcocking. Spatchcocking is exactly right. Bill, you're two for two. You're one question away from winning a prize. And here is question number three. Uh, Bill, I was just talking with Robin Medlin. She is the grill girl. And a couple, uh, I think it was two months ago now, she uttered the phrase that was uh, terribly perverse. She had no idea what she was talking about. Well, Kingsford U. And it was the name of a drink. Can you tell me the name of that drink? (laughs) I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry, Bill. If you're a fan of the show, you know that. You know that. Come on. I'm giving I'm giving away the prizes. 
This is me giving the prizes to you. Come on, man. You know what it's called. You just didn't mind. Wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. I think I know what's going on. You just didn't want to say it. I understand. I think Rod Gray from Pellet Envy would like to weigh in on this, though. Uh, Rod, do you have anything to say? What would you like to say? Nothing. All right. Never mind that. 877-448-0433 for your chance to win the Draper's Prize Pack. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, Fred Brown weighing in said that we should have more show. Duly noted, Fred. I think I will pair out a couple more minutes in each segment. I think I will do that. All right. Well, I do have some obligations for next hour. So I need to make sure that I meet those. Uh, one more time, 877-448-0433 for your chance to win the Draper's Prize Pack. It consists of a rather large bottle of barbecue sauce, which is very good, and also a very nice-sized bottle of all-purpose rub, the AP, which uh, when Scott Roberts was reviewing that in the show last month, I had to ask him exactly what AP meant. Because some of us hosts aren't as bright as we look on camera. Apologies to Sean. All right. Now watch, usually I do this and it comes to bite me in the ass, but we'll see. All right. Oh, hold on a second there. Oh. This is Jim Minion. I'm two loose screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Well, Jim, you know, you can't can't just ease in. You got to really hammer it in there, buddy. All right. my, My bad there on the automation. All right, we'll wrap up the first hour. We've got to come back in four minutes and talk with Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins Barbecue Team, so I need room to do that. Uh, no winner in the fourth segment free-for-all, just lending more and more validation to pulling time away from this portion of the show. But we'll we'll figure it out a different way in the viral community. Known as the internets, the interwebs, the inner tubes, if you will. Thanks to Chris Hart from IQ for joining me during the second segment of the show talking about Best in Smoke. Mark your calendars because that's going to be on this Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Food Network. So watch him, see if he progresses through these four shows. Also, thanks to Robin Lindars for joining me as she does every month. Always fun to talk to Robin. And uh, we will find her again in June at some point. She'll be on the Cooking Channel that month as well. So we'll uh, make sure that we give you all the information for that. All right, we're going to step away with a quick Kent Whitaker. And then, and only then, we'll come back for the second hour, which will be Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins Barbecue. Stick around for Kent. We'll be right back on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Stick around. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? (laughs) You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? 
I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, six past the hour, and we are in after dark mode, ladies and gentlemen. Rip roaring, ready to rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. Kick back, pop open the cold ones, ladies and gentlemen, because we're about to get loose up in this hizzle. Barbecue Central Rap Radio Show. Wiki, 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 I think that. Is that what the kids say these days? Wiki, wiki, wiki. <clears throat> Nevertheless. Uh, let's answer. Looks like uh, the Grill Girl has jumped in on the Ustream chat. Who is Sarah Horowitz? Is there any way I cannot do that every week? Is there any way is that possible? Uh, just Google Sarah Horowitz. Can't find out. Uh, look, Google the word uh, loser. And then you'll find out who she is. Look, Hack Cook that got kicked off of uh, Hell's Kitchen like three weeks in. And somehow she's riding barbecue coattails. Look, here's my solemn uh, vow to you people. I'm not using that as a derogatory term. I'm not talking down to you. Here's my promise to the Centralites. When I have John Marcus on here in two weeks' time... On the 24th, we'll be having him for the second and third segment of the first hour. I will ask him uh, how she was even cast in like his first or second version of the Barbecue Challenge series. And we'll see what he has to say. I mean, I understand that there has to be some type of charisma. That's my New York accent coming across. Charisma on front of the television. But you have to be kidding me. There has to be at least one or one billion more qualified barbecue people in the world. No, in the country to go in place of her before she would even be considered in barbecue standards. But look, obviously I have an ass. Uh, an ass. <clears throat> obviously I have an axe to grind. Uh-oh. And I should uh, put it away for safekeeping. All right. I am uh, exactly three minutes late for my next guest. Hopefully he doesn't hold it against me. We are going to be joined by a first-timer to the show. He's the pitmaster of Swine Assassin's Barbecue Team. They are currently ranked second in the KCBS Team of the Year standings. Of their nine events uh, currently so far in 2011, they have only finished out of the top ten twice. They have a pair of grand championships and a pair of reserve grands to their credit already. So let's go ahead and race over the hotline. We will pull up. First timer to the show, Scott Nelson, pitmaster of the Swine Assassins Barbecue Team. Scott, how are you tonight, buddy? Outstanding. How's it going, Greg? I'm doing outstanding myself, Scott. I appreciate you making time for the show. Uh, welcome into the Barbecue Central Radio Show, Jungle As It Were. And before we kind of get off running and talking about all this cooking stuff and all the fun, great accolades that you have been achieving here over uh, 2011, uh, perhaps for those that aren't as familiar with the Swine Assassins team, uh, of course, many on the circuit quickly taking notice of you guys. Uh, tell me how the team came together and has barbecue always been something that has been a part of your life? 
Well, it's definitely always been something that's been a part of my life. Uh, I grew up in a house where our garage looked like uh, Home Depot on the grill sales with about uh, <laughs> 1,700 grills hanging out there. Out there. My dad uh, had more grills than money, that's for sure. <laughs> so it's always been a part of my life, but that was more uh, the grilling, not necessarily the barbecuing. We kind of got into it because there's a big contest here in Mason City, Iowa, where we, where we live, that Ruth puts on. Uh, and we went to that, and it looked pretty fun. We're ultra-competitive, so we thought, well, we can do it. We jumped in, and we got our butts kicked the first four contests. And so we kind of worked at it, and uh, it's gone up from there. All right, so how did you form a team, and when did you actually start competing officially? Uh, our best friends, Chris and uh, Brandy Paulson, uh, from Mason City, Iowa here also, uh, we decided after we went to the contest that we wanted to try our, our uh, luck at competition barbecue. So we got together, tried it out, and like I said, we, we took a we took a class. We took Chan Hammer Stories class, which was extremely wonderful. It helped us get our, our foot in the door, uh, and then we kind of tweaked it from there. We the four of us together uh, go out and we uh, compete on a weekly basis. Now it's been crazy, it's been crazy fun and exciting. Is we formed the team. I guess the question you're asking is how how we formed the team together, and it was just something like it kind of came naturally, you know. We love to hang out together. We're like, how can we hang out, see each other every weekend, drink beer, make friends, and have a good time? And they're like, oh, hell, barbecue, why not? And we get our wives and uh, low-cut Swine Assassins white beer t-shirts. It's a win-win. Absolutely. We're talking with Scott Nelson, uh, one of the pitmasters of Swine Assassins barbecue team. So, Scott, are you and Chris sharing like head pitmaster duties, or is one a designated top guy and the other a right-hand man? No, we absolutely share uh, designated head pitmaster duties. We're, we're one of the only teams that I know of that does that. We're basically uh, 50-50 partners in it all the way, which it's, uh, it's a little unique, but uh, it works well for us. How, how does that work out exactly? Do you do two of the meets and uh, Chris does two of the meets, or are you uh, debating and consulting over turn-ins? I would imagine that if you guys aren't really working hand-in-hand, it could become, I don't want to say contentious at points, but to where you're probably investing a lot of talk time versus getting the boxes ready and making sure they're getting turned in on time. You know, that's kind of what it was when we started off. It was a lot of uh, fumbling around, stepping <laughs> on each other's toes a little bit, but we kind of found our places, you know. Uh, I work with Chris's wife, Brandy, when we, when we do our, our turn-ins and when we're slicing meat and stuff. And Chris works with my wife, Katie. That way, there's a lot less fighting that way. So we, we kind of all found our places as we went. You know, we're like, Chris is a, a really good slicer. He's better at that. He does all of our slicing. I do a lot of the injecting. And, uh, you know, together we just make up, uh, make up the duties that it takes to get it done. And how did you come up with team names? I'm always fascinated by how people come up and, and name their respective teams. How do Swine Assassins come to live? That is a great question. It's uh, If you ask Katie, she came up with it. And if you ask Chris, he came up with it. <laughs> so it's really hard to say what the, what the real story is. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it was a long debate. You know, we went through a few names when we first started. We, uh, we started as Backwoods Boys for a, a little bit. And then we did a contest as uh, uh, Closet Smokers. And, and that one wasn't a very big hit. <laughs> so then last year, we decided, let's, let's come up with a good team name. And then we, we've stuck with it. All right, so is this like the starting of the second year of Swine Assassins? Then? Correct. Yeah, we did four contests uh, two years ago uh, under two different team names. So we did two under one and then two under another one. And then last year we started Swine Assassins. This is the second year that Swine Assassins has been, uh, been a competitive barbecue team. All right, and what are you guys cooking on during your contest? 
we're cooking on backwoods fat boys, and we break them in the right way. We drop them on their face, right on their head on accident. Both of them have been dropped, and now they're both broke in. They cook like champs. Broke in literally. Uh, we're talking with Scott Nelson of broke Swine Assassins. Yeah. Uh, why do you choose the uh, fat boys versus you know any of the other cookers that are out there on the competition scene right now? Uh, you know, we've used uh, we, we we cooked on a fast steady a little bit last year, and we've used some WSMs. We like the fat boys. They're uh, they're insulated. They're large enough that if we needed to, we could do a whole contest on one. Uh, we just like the way they cook. You know, we run a guru on them, and uh, they hold temperature like a champ. And they they get a lot of smoke on them. You can add you know as much or as little smoke as you want. We add some wood chunks into the into the uh, charcoal pan there, and get it rocking and rolling. And you said you took a cooking class initially. Have you taken any other cooking classes uh, since that initial one? You know, knowledge is power. So we've taken more than one class. Uh, the best class, that, you know, the one that we got the most out of was definitely uh, Chad Ham Artillery's BarbecueCoach.com. I would recommend it to anybody out there on the circuit that's looking to better their uh, better their quality. A lot of good information he's got is uh, it's all right online there. So that's the best one that we took. But we've taken lots of uh, other classes to try and uh, improve ourselves, make ourselves better. All right, so I'm guessing that this question is potentially superfluous at this time, but, I mean, is your take on cooking classes in general a good thing, a bad thing, or indifferent? I'm all about that. I love them. I think they're a good thing. I think it's, uh, it's helped bring barbecue up. You know, I think there's a lot of teams on the circuit that can that can win at any contest that you go to uh, because of it. You know, there's teams that you never heard of before, uh, like us, that can step in and, and somehow win a contest because you know, we we've learned uh, the basics from somebody and then the more you cook, the better you get. So we tweak it a little bit each week. And, and there's a lot of teams out there that, you know, they take one class to come out and they win a grand champion and they finish in the top three. And it's, it's crazy, but it happens. Do you think that's because, and I've done, you know, a number of interviews with especially some of the teams that have had success and that are now, I don't want to say parlaying cooking classes into a, a scope of their particular business during the course of the year, but, you know, some of the more notable teams that are out there doing a handful of classes, you know, they charge, at least in my opinion, a fairly decent amount, five, six, seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, for the course of a weekend's class or, or maybe not even 48 hours in total. The teams that are turning around and winning right away, aren't they basically just using what they were just taught? And are are you excited if you win there? Or are you kind of like, yeah, well, I'm just using what the guy just taught me to use because that's what he's winning, so I'm going to use what he's winning. And are we kind of amalgamating flavor profiles instead of diversifying at that point? I agree. You're amalgamating uh, flavor profiles, but who doesn't like to win? I mean, I know teams, <laughs> right. I, I know, uh, teams firsthand that go out and, and they'll cook and, and they won't, they either refuse to take classes or they don't believe in it or for whatever reason. And they're consistently finishing, you know, the middle of the pack once in a while they get a win. And I understand there's a very valid point to behind, you know, if I'm going to win, I'm going to win my way. It's going to be my homemade rub. It's going to be my homemade sauce. It's going to be my, my smoker that I welded in my garage. And, that, and that's how I'm going to win. And in, in reality, I think that happens very seldom. I think that you have to get, you know, the judges are looking for a specific taste. You have to be close to that taste. Now, I'm not saying that we've taken, we haven't, we haven't taken any class and cooked exactly like that. Mm-hmm. You take it, you work with it, you, you, you tweak it, and then you, you adjust it. You know, we've, our pork has gone all over the board. We've, we've switched it so many times. It's like every week we're like, well, let's try this. Let's try this. So, I mean, it, I think that uh, there is something to be said about, you know, you're doing it somebody else's way, but I don't think you can even repeat it. If I take Rod Gray's class tomorrow, a guy that notably teaches a lot of classes, he's an excellent cook. If I take his class tomorrow, I can't cook as well as he can at his class. 
So I think if he's if I'm competing against him, even if I'm doing it his way, he's better at it because he does it every week. So you have to tweak it your own way, make it what works for you, and I think that's you know that's been successful for us. Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins Barbecue Team joining us here on the show. Uh, the website, by the way, and it's been uh, getting more and more revamped as time has gone along. If you're following on their Facebook fan page, swineassassinsbbq.com, if you want to go ahead and check uh, Scott and uh, Chris out there along with the rest of the team. By the way, I mean, you have to get those shirts in like mass production. They're some of the coolest barbecue t shirts I've ever seen. Is that, do you have swag that you can buy on the website yet? We don't, but that's a great idea. We have I have an entire pile of shirts sitting in my corner of my house right now that I'm looking at. We got shirts and sweatshirts and hats, and we love them. I'm glad you like them. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been a big hit, and we will have to post those up on the on the website for purchase. Yeah, why not make a few extra bucks? I mean, you know, somebody who is out there now every weekend. Uh, you know, we had talked about people taking these classes, turning around and winning, and all that stuff. But for the people that don't know, or for the people that might be looking to get into competition to some degree, but they don't have a real idea of what the potential expense of a, not even multiple, but just a competition could be during the course of a weekend. What's your expense layout, even if you're just kind of in, in a local competition? Yeah, you're doing a local competition. You got your meat expense. You know, we cook. We cook two briskets, we cook four four racks of ribs, uh, we cook two shoulders, and we cook, uh, what's the other one I'm looking for? Brisket, shoulder, ribs, chicken. We cook 24 chicken thighs. So, you know, you get your meat expense, usually around, it's around $200. Your entry expense is, depending on the contest, between $175 and $220, uh, You got your expenses of your rubs and your sauces. So, I mean, you can get in one, but it's not cheap, you know. If you're going to do it right and... Uh, and give yourself the best chance to win. I think you're going to spend between, you know, five and seven hundred dollars uh, at a at a contest where you're going to cook as much meat as we do. You can cook it for less. Uh, my dad has a competition team. He doesn't cook as much meat as we do, so he can do it for less. Uh, we just like to have the options. But you still have to win a competition in order to even begin to recoup the amount of expense that you're putting in during the course of a weekend. Absolutely, it, it, you know. It's hard to uh, make money at it when you're doing it on a weekly basis. Uh, we, we do it because we have fun. You know, we bring all seven of our kids with us. We have five kids ourselves, and our, our partners, Chris and Brandy Paulson, have two kids. So wow. we bring all seven of our kids with us, our dog. It's like a zoo when we go. There's usually carnivals and everything else going on. So we do it because we have a great time. We love the people that we meet on the circuit. We love to have a good time. And, and if you can get if you can go to a contest and you can compete and you can break even or come close to breaking even, it's less expensive than going to the casino and spending $100 at the bar. Man, absolutely. Scott Nelson joining us here on the show. So as you have kind of made that concerted effort to get out there every week, does and you're sitting second right now in Team of the Year. Obviously, this is a marathon season, as everybody knows, still very early. But you looking to make a run for Team of the Year, or do you have other interests outside of that crown that you know it's not necessarily a main focus? If it happens, it happens, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. And, and honestly, we're, make, we're trying to make a run. We want to win. We go to every contest, you know, hoping and thinking that we can win. And, and uh, so we're trying to cook as much as we can, and we're hoping to make a, a legitimate shot at, at taking the, the toy standings this year. So as you look we'll at the – you, know, you can't win them all, but we're trying. As you look at the competition schedule for the course of this year, have you made definitive plans and travel to attend what you think are going to be some of the highly and most attended contests in order to get you, like, most points and all that stuff? You know, that's a factor that we, we recently talked about because we didn't. Initially, we set it out and we said, okay, we're going to cook all the stuff that's by us, and then when there's nothing close to us, we're going to travel a little bit. 
And some of the contests are going to be biased. You know, you're only going to get 30, 40 teams in them, so you won't get as, as many points even if you do uh, uh, get lucky and pull off a win in those. So that's something that we still have to kind of discuss as the year goes on. Like you said, it's still pretty early in the year. Uh, we haven't even had any contests in Iowa yet. The first one's coming up in two weeks. So uh, we've we've uh, we got a schedule set out on our website now, but it, it might change as things go on and, and uh, depending on how we finish in the, the upcoming contests. And now it looked like uh, Mike Wozniak from QOW overtook you uh, during the course of the last. He knocked time. us out. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to put them in a headlock when I see them. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, you were sitting atop the leaderboard there for, uh, you know, a good portion of time here over the, the first part of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, is that exciting to see your team name up there? I mean, you have 4,000, 5,000 teams registered with KCBS, but you were uh, definitely cream of the crop. And, hell, uh, you know, two out of uh, four or 5,000 definitely isn't anything to sneeze at, and you're very close in points right now. Do you think it's going to be difficult if Mike makes a push like he did last year uh, where he isn't going to repeat? Yeah, Mike's got a, a great chance of repeating. He's a solid cook. Obviously, he's proven that time and time again. We're new on the block, so we're just going to try and uh, give it our best run. But, yeah, I mean, we're, I would love to uh, be up there and be able to say we knocked him off, but we'll see how the year plays out. We're going to give it a, a good run. So what do you think sets your barbecue apart when it's turned into the judging table from some of the other teams that are out there right now? You know, one thing that we got going for us is we got, you know, we got four people in the, in the, when we're finishing, we got four people in there looking at every single little aspect of presentation. You know, if it looks good, it tastes good, in my opinion. So you got to be, you got to be on with your cook. Your food has to taste good no matter what. But uh, if, if they're looking at the box and they're giving it an eight on presentation, it's, it's hard to, or seven on presentation, even it's hard to get nine behind it, in, in my opinion. So, you know, our barbecue is good. And, and I think that you win and lose a contest in the last, five minutes, you know, five minutes before you turn that, that category in is when you're going to win and lose it. So we got the extra eyes, extra, extra hands on our team that, uh, that has worked out so far. Uh, it, not, not as good as we'd like. We'd like to be number one still, but close enough. <laughs> Scott Nelson joining us here on the show. He is one of the two pit masters of the Swine Assassins barbecue team. Um, Scott, I did a round of competition barbecue roundtables last year, and I didn't necessarily think the question was as provocative and salacious as it ended up being, especially for one of the uh, barbecue roundtables. But uh, do you guys taste your food before you turn it in, or do you cook it the way you cook it, you season it the way you do, and you know, kind of throw a Hail Mary over it, and you, and you run it to the turn-in box? <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, I, I don't ever taste the chicken. I'm not a big chicken fan. You know, we have, uh, we all kind of taste it, and we all put our opinion in, but uh, Katie, my wife, she's got the best palate out of all of us. So when it comes down to it, I'll be like, this is good. And she'll be like, that tastes like crap. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so then whatever she says, that's what I go with. I don't ever. I mean, if it's food, I'll eat it. So I have a hard time deciding if, every, to me, everything's pretty much good. So we leave it up to her at the end if it's a, if it's a question. But the three of them pretty much taste everything. I, I eat most, I taste the ribs and the brisket. I don't ever taste the, uh, the chicken. And once in a while, I'll taste the pork, depending on, uh, if they already decided one's a lot better than the other or not. So if you were cooking on your own for some unforeseen circumstance, would you taste any of the turn-ins at that point, or would you taste them all? I would taste them all. If I was cooking on my own, I'd taste them all. I'd taste them all, and, I, and I'd go with what I thought. But uh, I wouldn't feel as comfortable about it as if I had my wife next to me. So as you gain more time and experience on the circuit, uh, do you think that uh, as you become more 
familiar with different areas of the country, different regions. I mean, we all know there's you know four regions of barbecue. You have the Carolinas, you have Texas, you have Memphis, you have Kansas City, and then obviously the West Coast is becoming more and more prevalent as its own uh, version and region of barbecue. Do you think you might, or perhaps you do now, depending on where you're going to be at, do you flavor profile a little bit differently depending on the region you're at? You know, we haven't in the, in the past, but uh, we, we, again, like we talked about it, we went out and cooked in uh, in California and Arizona, and we, and we did really well up there, and we, we cooked the same way that we did. And then we came back and we cooked in Kansas City. Where, whether it's because there's a, there's a lot better, a lot, not to say better, there's really good cooks on the West Coast, but there's a lot more. You know, you get higher team numbers when you're cooking in the Midwest. Uh, and we didn't, we didn't finish as well there, uh, especially right in the Kansas City area. And we kind of had it tweaked down to something that we think that we need to change. And if we cook down in that area again this year, I think we're going to make a, make a couple small changes on a little bit of the flavor, flavor profile, profile there. All right, Scott, i got to ask you this question because it seemed to become uh, right on the precipice of what was new and, and potentially what was going to be the new fad of barbecue, and it, it rang up last year, this Wagyu beef brisket. Are you part of the Snake River uh, craze of Wagyu beef? Are you cooking something choice, something CAB? What are you doing? You know, we, uh, we've tried Wagyu. Uh, I want to like Wagyu. I really want to cook it, but I can't convince my teammates to cook it. So I'm going to get all of them on the phone. You're gonna tell them all that we need to cook wagyu because every time we cook it, they think it tastes like uh, it tastes like like raw meat or something. It tastes it tastes bad. It's got like a rotten taste to it in our opinion. Maybe we're cooking it wrong because we're cooking it like we cook our our CAB. We cook CAB briskets we have since day one for competition, uh, but we've we've cooked many a wagyu brisket from Snake River Farms and other places uh, in our garages and out back, and they just don't turn out for us. I don't know. We're doing something wrong. Somebody needs to help us. So you're saying that the beef itself has a bad taste. It's not like the mouthfeel makes it feel raw. Yeah, to me, it tastes, it, I, I think it tastes fairly good, but like I said, I like everything. The other three, <laughs> the other three on our team are, uh, they're like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't taste right. It tastes, it tastes rotten. So it tastes like it went bad. And maybe we're getting, maybe we just had the unlucky, uh, unlucky nine briskets that we've cooked in our backyard that have all been bad, but we can't cook Wagyu good. So if there was ever a contest we got in where you had to cook Wagyu, I think we'd be in trouble. Well, I mean, if you've cooked nine briskets like that and they've all tasted rancid <laughs> to the people with, uh, you know, self-proclaimed better palates, it's like $958,000 that you flushed down the drain uh, on bad <laughs> beef brisket. Do you, have you well, tried like their, have, their pork products? Pro- so we have parties. We cook them when we have like Super Bowl parties, you know, during the winter. We're cooking, even though the competition only goes, you know, from what, February till October, November. Uh, we cook all of those during the week or during the winter. And, and we do some catering on the side for friends. Uh, so when we're doing some catering on the side, we'll throw one in and go, we got to try this. That's our, actually, I'll convince the team. We got to try it. I know we can do better if we cook a Wagyu brisket. Everybody's cooking them. We need to cook it. And we'll, we'll get it out there and we'll cook it and we'll, we'll, uh, they'll say it's no good so do you cook them do you cook do you cook the wagyu <laughs> at like the same temperature that you would normally the other briskets are you cooking them you know at a, at a higher temperature is there like a fat boiling out type thing what do you think we cook low and slow uh we've cooked them all low and slow but we've cooked them we've cooked them differently we've pulled them at different temperatures i shouldn't say we cooked them the same and we've tried pull them at, pulling them at different temperatures pulling them a little bit uh, earlier than we normally would pulling them a little bit later than we normally would and it just hasn't worked out for us. There's a there's some magic to it that somebody has to teach me, or, or else it's just it's like my nemesis. It's my kryptonite, man. Wagyu is my kryptonite. <laughs> 
not many people saying it, and you heard it here first. Is Scott Nelson from Swine Assassins Barbecue Team should be uh, should be Wagyu uh, Wagyu Assassins Barbecue Team. Uh, so, there you go. so you're having better success just going to like a big box store and, and buying something out of the rack then. We cook a mean brisket. Don't get me wrong. Our our CAB is pretty good. Oh sure, it's uh it, it's it's really good, and that's that's the big reason why I can't uh, convince the team to to switch over because who wants to change when you're doing well with it? But yeah, we go to we go to Sam's Club, buy our briskets at Sam's Club, and then we have a local butcher that we started buying from this year. I gotta give a shout out to Mike from uh, Rock for Meat Locker, Rock for Meat Locker. So we get a lot of our briskets from him now, starting this year. All right, so when we get into the pork butt section, are you, uh, like many of the people out there in competition, are you injecting some form or fashion, or do you not inject the butts? No, we, inj- we inject the butts, yeah. And is it a, is it a homemade concoction, or are you using something that's out there and uh, that some of the other teams are using? You know, pork, we've switched a million different times. The last two times, we've, we've used the homemade concoction. We've used uh, every pork injection on the market, and uh, it really is... Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's better sometimes and worse sometimes. So we haven't found our secret yet. We'll do good on one and we'll go, that's it. And then we'll cook it again the next week and then we won't do as well. So we're kind of mixing and matching. We, we've used our own the last few times and I think that's what we're going to stick with for now until it doesn't do well, I'm sure, and then we'll switch. Yeah, have you ever injected ribs before? I'm hearing about this a little bit more and more. Anything you would ever consider or no? I would definitely consider anything. Anything that's going to make us better, I'm absolutely open to. have not tried it myself, though, no. I haven't tried it, but I would uh, I'd be interested to try that and see how it turned out. You know, I got an email from a listener uh, last week sometime, and I, I gave him my own answer, but I, perhaps I, it would be better uh, answered by somebody that's actually out there competing on a, a weekend-in, weekend-out basis. He had attended a competition. He was given a sample, and he thought that the flavor was kind of a run of the run of the mill middle of the road and he was under the impression that he was going to be kind of wowed with an over the top type of uh, flavor profile would you say that uh, because you're only able to get that judge's impression on or, or get that judge's attention on one or two bites at the most that you're going to go over the top more than you're not with flavor profiles or are you going to kind of keep it middle of the road if, if I have a choice, we, we go a little bit over the top. I, I want them to be able to take a bite and remember it, not with heat, but with more with flavor. So, yeah, I would say, you know, we're middle of the road, edging towards uh, more flavor on the uh, flavor profile. Some of the best advice that you could give a new team, kind of being new yourself, but some of the best advice you could give a new team coming into the circuit, what would you say? If, if, if you like hanging out with friends and uh, having a good time, keep at it. You know, like I said, our first four contests, our, our best finish was 11th in brisket, and uh, overall we were way down there. But if you really want to want to do it and you want to be able to continue to do it, then you got to be able to win once in a while uh, in order to even feasibly afford it. Like we talked about earlier, you know, it's an expensive hobby, but if you can win once in a while and make up some of your uh, expenses, it becomes a lot more fun. So yeah, one of the best things is, is stick with it. You know, you got to have a baseline. Uh, I don't think that there's many guys that can just step off from going, you know, um, my, all my friends think that my ribs are the best in the world. I'm going to go cook at a contest and, and try it <laughs> and win. Now, there are some people out there that are that good. That's just, uh, it wasn't, it didn't work for us. We needed something to give us a baseline to get us started. And then from there, we kind of tweaked it and, and made it our own. And it's, it's a lot different now than it was when we started. But uh, <clears throat> it's been a, a fun journey. So I would tell them, stick with it. And if, if it's not working out, invest a little bit of money. Take uh, take Bill's class from Chetham Artillery and and go with it from there. 
Now, it seems, at least in my estimation, that the state of Iowa has become a relative hotbed of competition, barbecue, obscenery, success. You have uh, you have the Darren Worth from Iowa Smokey D's. Obviously, his business partner is Shad Curtin, who's winning television shows and 85-foot trophies, as well as being very successful on the circuit. You have the, uh, the Mo Kaysan. You have Tippy Canoe Barbecue. Just to name a few yourself, obviously. I mean, what is going on with Iowa over here? You, you can't forget Big T's. Big T's is out there. Big too, T- absolutely, but. right. There's a lot of them. You know what? Iowa, you haven't heard yet, Greg? Iowa barbecue rules the world. Yeah, evidently. It's all over. <laughs> it's all over, yeah. Iowa barbecue rules the world. You know, there's a lot of great cooks in Iowa and a lot of great friends here. Uh, it's fun competing with them every weekend, and they only make you better, you know? The best part about cooking in Iowa is if you, if you stay up late enough, you can give them enough beer and enough wine and enough whiskey <laughs> that you can sneak some secrets from them. Uh, so it's all coming a little full circle here. Perhaps Scott has let the cat out of the back. Uh, Scott Nelson joining us. Swine Assassins barbecue team, uh, half of the uh, pit masterfulness of uh, Swine Assassins. Uh, Scott, uh, where are you going to be competing next? Is it going to be this coming weekend? Yeah, we're competing this coming weekend, and i got to walk over here and move my phone off the computer to look and see where we're going because I don't even know. <laughs> Somewhere to win, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Apple Valley. We're going to Apple Valley, followed by Council Bluffs, and then we'll be out in Vegas. Uh, Vegas for the is that the Sam's Club thing? No, no, that's the uh, the Orleans Casino Vegas one. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, are you taking? Did uh, are you guys uh, doing Sam's Club this year? Yes, we're doing Sam's Club in Madison, Wisconsin. All right. What do you think about that whole Sam's Club uh, Barbecue Championship Series? Are you excited to see something like that where, you know, uh, oh, for years and years you've had barbecuers go to the Sam's Club and spend all of their hard-earned dollars there to kind of outfit themselves for the weekend? Good to see them kind of giving back and stepping up at the same time. Couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a great thing for barbecue. It really is. Uh, we're really excited about it. I, I hope we don't lay an egg. Uh, give it. Give me your chances now. Uh, way, way outside of the whole scope here of you winning the whole damn thing. Oh man, uh, I would. I would say slim, but but uh, I have to believe we can win if we're going to do it, right? So. Right. 50-50. Either we're going to win or we're not going to win. 50-50. That's right. Everything is 50-50 for me. So, uh, Scott Nelson <laughs> joining us here. And again, the uh, website, if you want to check out more about them, especially after the show, swineassassinsbbq.com. And again, this is Scott Nelson. Scott, appreciate the time tonight. We'll do it again soon. Hey, no problem. Can I get one more plug in? Plug it up. Okay, sweet. Hall Guys Barbecue. We get all of our stuff from them. They're a great sponsor. Uh, Anybody that needs some uh, barbecue stuff anywhere in the Midwest, and I'm, I'm sure they ship all over the U.S., uh, look them up. All guys barbecue. All right. Thanks, Greg. All right, Scott. Take care, buddy. Scott Nelson will be driving the 43 uh, Hog Eyes barbecue car tonight and also the uh, sponsored tires by Chatham Artillery Cooking Class, everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. But, hey, who am I? Businessman first. Businessman first, ladies and gentlemen. All right. That was Scott Nelson, Swine Assassin's Barbecue Team. Very good interview. Look, whether you agree or disagree with whatever he was saying, and I wasn't really paying attention. Just kidding. Uh, As a host of, well, let me rephrase that. As a radio show host, uh, I'm always appreciating any guest who is bringing enthusiasm and passion when he's on the phone. Because to you, the listener, 
you could potentially fall asleep with somebody that's not bringing it strong uh, during the course of the Barbecue Central radio show. And I thought Scott brought it uh, very strong tonight. Uh, Didn't duck any answers, was very upfront about everything, uh, asking about, you know, kind of uh, taking classes and and, and buying success or whatever you want, but it didn't didn't skirt a topic. And I always appreciate that. All right. uh, We have prizes to give away. This is, of course, the part where I just blow out the the, the prize closet. There's no game involved. You just have to call the toll-free number, 877 Four four eight zero four three three. That is the number to call to win. And I believe we still have the full complement of prizes as well. Bill gave it a run last segment and didn't do too well on the last question, the, the third of the the third of third questions. Hello. <laughs> Let's go to area code four one two, naming where you're calling from. Hi, this is Vince from Baldwin, Pennsylvania. Vince from Baldwin. Vince, tell me where uh, Baldwin, Pennsylvania is in relation to Cleveland, Ohio. And don't say uh, east either. <laughs> uh, just get on the Ohio Turnpike and uh, get off around Pittsburgh. You'll be there. All right. So uh, already we're at odds because I'm from Cleveland. But nevertheless, uh, Vince, we have a full complement of uh, prizes to give away tonight. We have, obviously, the showcased item, which is the Draper's Rub and uh, Sauce giveaway pack. Uh, but we have a bunch of other stuff. What would you like? Do you have the uh, Smoky Okies uh, product? Yep, we have the Smoky Okies Sweet Smoking Swine Brine Pork and Rib Inject. We also, that, you want that one? That sounds good, Greg. All right. <laughs> Vince, go ahead and send me an email. Uh, include your shipping address. And then reference what you uh, won, which is the Swine Brine. And we'll get that down to Smoky Oki and we'll send it right out to you. Okay, thanks, Greg. Love right. the show. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in tonight, Vince. And we'll go to area code 623, naming where you're calling from. Uh, Surprise, Arizona. Uh, Who is this? Jack. Hey, Jack, how are you tonight? Pretty good, how are you doing? Doing outstanding, Jack. Thanks for asking. We have a bunch of stuff to give away. The Smoky Oki stuff has gone by the wayside, but we have the showcased item tonight, which is the Draper's Rub and Sauce prize pack, and we also have a bunch of other stuff. What would you like? I'll do the Drapers. All right, Drapers it is. Go ahead and uh, send me an email, greg at the BBQ Central Show. Reference Drapers in the email uh, along with your shipping address. We'll get it right out to you. Thanks, Greg. All right. Thanks for calling in tonight, Jack. We go to area code 508. Name and where you're calling from. Patrick from Hyannis. Patrick calling in tonight. How are you tonight, Patrick? I am well. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Let me point this out, Patrick. You are absolutely English, uh, grammatically correct in saying you're well, and I appreciate you saying it like that. Uh, We have a bunch of great stuff to give away. We have some frog mats. We have the wine-infused oakwood products from Greenleaf Barbecue. We have El Capitan Santa Maria-style barbecue seasoning. We have Cosmos Q's injection pack. What would you like? I'd love to try the Cosmos Q. All right. Cosmos Q it is, Patrick. Go ahead and email me, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com reference Cosmos and we'll get it right out to you. Awesome, thank you. All right, thanks for calling in tonight, Patrick. Beat it. And we'll go to area code 95, holy moly, area code 954, name and where you're calling from. This is Bill in Hollywood, Florida again. Bill's calling from Hollywood, Florida. 
It's a lot easier this time around. Uh, well, you know, look, everybody can't get a rim job. What am I talking about here? All right. Uh, Bill, we have, uh, let me tell you what we have left. We have El Capitan Santa Maria style barbecue seasoning. We have frog mats. We have the wine infused Oakwood products from Green Leaf Barbecue. What would you like? Uh, let's try the El Capitan. All right, uh, El Capitan it is. Uh, Believe me, Bill, this is one of my most favorite all-time seasonings on the face of the earth. I use it all the time. You will use it on everything, believe me. Especially good on meat, obviously, because it's a San Maria-style seasoning. But uh, nonetheless, send me your shipping information. Email it to me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Reference uh, El Capitan, and we'll get it right out to you. Okay, man. All right, thanks for calling back in tonight, Bill. Wow. Is that what it's all about? You just want the giveaway without the having to put forth effort into winning stuff. Okay, I see what it's all about. Uh-oh. That's fine by me. I can, I can dig it. I don't want to have to put any effort in either. That's why I'm going to do away with the fourth segment and give you more show. More of me, less of giveaways. Yay for heavy money. All right, thanks again to Shane Draper. Uh, Scott Nelson from Swine Assassin's Barbecue Team. Don't care. Oh, well, obviously, barbecue soup. What is barbecue soup weighing in that they don't care about questions? I understand. Don uh, Don Gig is absolutely correct when he's weighing in with the El Capitan is awesome. I love it. Love it. Um, barbecue Brethren. That is definitely a website you want to check out. We love them. We love the barbecue brethren. Check them out. I mean, I think it's probably the most popular barbecue form on the interwebs, even more popular than mine. Did you know I have one? The Barbecue Central Forum, which can be found at uh, the BBQ Central. Don't put show. TheBBQCentral.com. I don't really hang out there that much because I'm busy prepping for shows. Rude Dogs. West Coaster, Arizona. Love. One love, brother. All right, let's go ahead and go through the thank you roll of Chris Hart from IQ. First uh, or second segment on the 9 o'clock hour talking about the Best in Smoke, which will be seen this Sunday starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Food Network. Also, thanks to Robin Lindars for the gracious third segment talking about all of the good stuff that she is up to. Grill Girl Clinic coming next month, too. Check that out cooking channel spot for her in may or uh, june as well and then my after hours guest was scott nelson one half pitmaster of swine assassins barbecue team swine assassins bbq.com their website grill girl g-r-r-r-l.com grill girl's website iq barbecue.com is chris hart's website hey gang don't forget if you miss the show or you want to see me again on the camera you got to head over to OutdoorCookingChannel.com at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, the masterful Kevin Bevington of Home BBQ will put this show up on replay for Thursdays at 9 o'clock. We own Tuesday nights at 9. We own Thursday nights at 9 on Outdoor Cooking Channel. Many thanks to Kevin for doing that. We are locked and loaded again for next Tuesday already, folks. It is going to be prime time locked and loaded. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Say it with me. Good night now.